0: That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S code SUPER24. This is Perspectives, the show where a conversation about our differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condes Presley. Many of us during this pandemic have sought out ways to stay connected with others, albeit virtually. One example, a book club. On our show today, a suggestion for your next read. The book, Meeting at the Table. African-American women write on race, culture, and community. It is a series of 16 essays written by a most distinguished group of Black women, including Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms. The book's editors are authors Wanda Lloyd and Tina McElroy-Ansa. Both ladies now call the Georgia coast their home after distinguished careers in publishing and media. Tina McElroy-Ansa is founder and publisher of Down South Press. Tina McElroy-Ansa is founder and publisher of Down South Press. She has written five award-winning novels, including Ugly Ways, The Hand I Fan With, and Baby of the Family. Wanda Lloyd was my last in-studio guest before the pandemic last year after publishing her memoir, Coming Full Circle, From Jim Crow to Journalism. Ladies, welcome. How did you do this? How did this book happen and so quickly? Well, you know, I'll start.
1: Um, this came to be right after, Tina called me one day right after the death of George Floyd. And, you know, we were home and. Um, uh, during COVID. And she said, how you doing? And I said, you know, I'm not doing well. I'm, not, I'm, feeling, I'm depressed. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. I'm confused. The, the, um, there were protests all over the country. There was some, uh, some looting going on in some cities, which we later found out wasn't necessarily related to the protests. There was uh, COVID. So I said, I can't go out. You know, we're in the house uh, almost all the time. And I said, and on top of that, you know, I'm starting to hear from some of my well-intentioned white friends who were saying, Oh my God, I had no idea that the racism you've been talking about for all these years is as bad as it as this is this seems to be on television. And Tina was hearing from some of her friends who were saying the same thing that people were really surprised, you know, that this this man suffered at the knee of a police officer for eight minutes and 46 seconds. And they got to see him, to see the, the life just pushed out of his body. And so that's, you know, so we started talking about, well, what can we do? We can't go outside, we're not gonna protest, we're too old, we're too, you know, too cautious about COVID, so what can we do? And I'll let P- Tina pick it up from there.
2: Well, you know, it's so interesting. I use the word agency every time we have, an, we do an interview, Condes, because I think, especially uh, women of color, we do so much, we forget how much agency we have. And so we were talking and I said, well, you, Rhonda said, well, what can we do? And I said, I don't know. You know, we're not, like you said, we're not going to get out. And I said, well, you know, Wanda had just published uh, uh, her, her memoir and I had been her team while she was publishing that and we really worked well together. And I said, well, we'll write us, you know? And Wanda said, yeah, maybe we should write something. And then, you know, one of us at, at this point, we don't know who said what. Mm-hmm. And Wanda said, maybe, you know, she said, well, you've got a publishing company. And I was like, duh. I have a publishing company, because we had forgotten in the mire of all that was going on, you know, you can't make good decisions when you're all confused, in the mire of 2020, you know, we had forgotten we could do something. And from that conversation, the book, that was its inception. When we finished that conversation, we had decided, okay, it's going to be a book. I have a publishing company. I'll publish it. We have the title. We had uh, we decided yeah, let's do essays. Who do you want to get? It was it was wonderful. It was just wonderful. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that date was that June.
1: Month. What what date was that, Tina? June that what? Was
2: June twelfth. We had that yeah. we had that uh, conversation. And on October the sixteenth, we had all fifteen of our essays. They weren't all edited. We weren't ready to go, but we had everything. It's unheard of. You know this contest. It's unheard of to pull together an essay uh, a uh, collection of essays in what four
1: months six months. And I was, I was skeptical because my experience with my memoir was that it took about a year from the time I sent it to the publisher, the manuscript to the publisher, to when I actually got a book in my hand. And I said, we can't wait a year. This, this, this topic is too important. We need to get this out quickly. And so that's why Tina's having a publishing company was really uh, a godsend it was a way for us to get this book out in 2020 that was our goal we wanted people to have books in hands hand before the end of the year,
2: the year. This, you know we, we i think everybody understands how momentous this year has been and uh, as i said to Wanda you know who publishes two books in, in one year wanda you know, the, so we got together and it, it came together. Our first um, uh, ask was we approached uh, the, the artist, Cynthia St. James. Everyone knows her iconic work. And uh, asked her to, mm-hmm. to, to submit an essay. And she says, oh, can't do that. She says, but I'll give you a, a couple of images to pick from for the cover of your book. You know, we had the cover art of our book by an internationally known African-American female artist. And from there on, we were just flying kind of. One of the things that that we we did learn, and I think it it sounds simple, and for African-American women and women of color, it sounds ridiculous. But boy, when you get Black women together, you know, this book, it was almost hot. You know, people were just turning things (laughs) in and putting things aside and making phone calls. Oh, we called in every favor. Have we called in every favor that we
1: have? We did call in favors, and and just about everybody we asked to write an essay said yes. And Tina says a couple of people that she asked said no, but they were very encouraging. Everybody
2: you know, said, no, I just other projects. Projects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. oh, I Yeah, it was about mm-hmm. time. We had one essayist who said no at first because she just couldn't do it. And then she called back the next day and said, I couldn't sleep at all last night. She says, this is an important book. She says, I'm gonna find time to be a part of it.
1: Yeah. And um, I had a couple of people who asked me if they could be in the book. One of them is in the book. So you know, we had people clamoring. They wanted to. They wanted to join this team. They wanted to meet at our table.
2: Yeah, and and we and we
0: wanted this. They book. had something to say. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. Again, we wanted to encourage people uh, not only to reach out to other folks who are not like you, if are white people, you know, reading the books and reach out. As Wanda gave, uh, Wanda always very. Um, it was very important to Wanda that there was some kind of guidance in each one of these essays, you know, to write about your own culture, to write about your own experience, but to give people, everybody sort of a way into it because that's what everybody's looking for, a way forward, a way forward. And we wanted to, of course, we wanted to, you know, have a lot more uh, light than we had fire. Uh, And uh, my essay is about fire and light and humor. And um, did you read the Something in My Spirit? did you get to read that? It's so, the Ten Commandments of being, being a Black lady-like girl in the South. I mean, just wonderful things. Our, our uh, Your mayor in uh, uh, our mayor, uh, Keisha Vance Bottoms, uh, wrote what ended up being a prayer for her children. She started it out with a letter for her children, and we talked. And she's very busy, but she gave us, you know, time when we edited it, and she, you know, she, we pulled things out of her, and she was very transparent. And it ended up being a, a prayer for her children,
1: and she talked. We actually about- had to pull. We pulled things out of a lot of people. You know, we gave them some guidance, where we said, you know, be transparent. Be honest, tell us stories, think, think deeply about some of the experiences you've had that you may not have told anyone or written, or written about, especially to people outside of your own circle. Uh, especially to people outside of the African American circle, because we want people to understand what makes us tick, what, you know, the experiences that we have had. You know, a lot of people don't believe that African American women like the three of us who've had notable careers and good education, they just think, well, they've never experienced racism. Duh. Do you know an African American person at all? no matter what their station in life that has not experienced racism. And so we really wanted to share some of those experiences to let people know that we all go through things. We all are fearful when our children leave home. We all are fearful when we are just driving down the street and we might have a tail light out and we might end up on the ground or one of our, our sons or our husbands might end up on the ground and in jail or, or worse. And so we really wanted them to think deeply about their fears for their family and their children, their fears for themselves, some of the experiences they've had, some of the experiences we've had in business, uh, in courtrooms, you know, wherever we are. We wanted our SS to just talk really, right, really honestly about that and share those. You know, we have a very diverse group of women. We have women from all over the country. We wanted to make sure that we weren't leaning too heavily toward the East Coast. We wanted to make sure that we had women who are gay and straight, who are older and younger, who have had um, a variety of careers. We didn't My want Rachel- just... Biracial, Absolutely. We have multiracial people in the book. We didn't want just people who are writers, although quite a few of our essays are writers, but we wanted people who might have struggled a little bit in the writing, but we wanted to help them along. And, and, and edit these you know, in a way that would reflect their experiences. So we, re, we really had fun editing this book. Yeah. Um, we, we never really saw our, our folks. We did everything on Zoom, including Tina and me. I don't think we had <laughs> seen each other for two years when we started this project. Uh-huh. And we continued to just do it. Every, we met several times a day sometimes. Oh, on my Zoom goodness. or on the phone. That's why we're dressed
2: alike. I mean, you know, I we're, call we're <laughs> one my work my, my work
1: wife. And my, and we're both in my blue house. today for the Absolutely. folks on the radio who can't see us.
0: That's right. You're I in blue you. and in your pearls. I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. Tina, what is it that you're hoping readers are going to take away from these wonderful essays that the two of you have collected and edited?
2: You know, our, our, uh, our subtitle was African-American Women Write on Race, Culture, and Community. But I think the, the one takeaway is the humanity in this book. The humanity. I think, you know, we've, we've lost track of humanity, meaning we're all in this together. You know, we all bleed. You know, we all either want to take the vaccine or, you know, we don't want. But we're all here and we're all in this together. I think the meeting at the table, I hope, is an invitation. Wanda and I both hope is an invitation for all kinds of people. You know, we talk about white people being uh, uh, enlightened by the stories in this book, but we forget that, that, you know, we're not a monolith, African-Americans are not. You know, they have different experiences, and I think this book is going to be a surprise, especially to many of our young, younger, uh, uh, younger people. You know, they haven't had that experience. They've only lived in a world where there was, you know, where there was a... a uh, uh computers and, and phones you know at the end of your hand and you know and we and i think in that way we we have forgotten the community in many homes we've forgotten about raising our children about being there for them and i don't know if this 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 COVID thing is going to help I, you know i know it's, it probably broke up a few families having to be together all the time but you know i hope that. You know that younger people could be with older people, and could you know the way that we were blessed to have uh, the elders around us. You know where my grandfather was in the same house with uh, us. We lived in his house, as a matter of fact, for a while. You know, and he was accessible to us and asked questions and taught me all kinds of you know things. I have memories of that, and I hope that this brings back memories to people as well and encourages people to say, hey, wait, I am going to sit down with my, my my baby girl and you know and tell her you know when I, when I went to high school or what it was like or ask her what is it like for her? This is what I hope comes from it, the sense of humanity.
0: Wanda, talk to us about your process in assembling these essays in such a way that they, they tell the story of this meeting at the table. Sure, well, when we started
1: uh, thinking about this book, Actually, on the very first day, we started talking about the word, we used the word diversity. And and like Tina said, we're not a monolith. We really wanted diversity. And so we made a list of what we wanted, not who we wanted, but what we wanted. You know, we we wanted, which we ended up not getting. We wanted a, a medical person just because we're going through COVID. You know, we wanted to reach out to a certain kind of people. We wanted... Uh, people who had experience in in the theater or in the arts. We wanted someone in in the faith community, which is how we ended up with um, uh, Vashti Murphy McKenzie. We wanted people on the West Coast and the East Coast. So I talked about that a little bit. And after we did that, Tina and I kind of split up the list and there were some people that I had put on the list and she had put on the list. We didn't know everyone, we just, pick some people that we admired that we thought would be a good f- fit for the book and so T- Tina teases me I'm the I'm the letter writing kind of person I wrote very formal emails to my list of folks and invited them and I a, gave I them a- on Instagram and Twitter you know? <laughs> She did yes. Instagram and Twitter and so but you know the result was the same people either said yes or no most said yes and so you know it did not matter and then we followed up for Tina's folks who just got a quick uh, Twitter note, we followed up with my, long, my longer letter that gave them a little bit more in- information, the guidelines, you know, what we wanted, the length we wanted, we told them, you know, we gave them a deadline, of course, we talked about how we would work with them in the editing process. And so we were very um, uh, transparent and thorough in our direction. And then we made ourselves available when they were available to sit with them on the phone and then on zoom and went line by line we had several people say to us i have never been line edited like this no editor has ever sat with me and said okay what about this word and really really um belabored individual words and individual phrases
2: yeah yes
1: yes and we helped them to 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 refine their writing in that way, to the extent that some of them have written other things. They have told us they want us to help them edit some other things. They're working with other people in the way we work with them. And so it it was a good process, not just for the book, but for the individuals, because they move forward and they learn some things in this process. And we didn't get our meeting at the table with almost everyone until after the book was published. And we had a Zoom session and invited everyone to come to the table. So they met each other, you know, at that table after the book was, Printed, I believe it was at the printer yeah, at, the at the time we had that. Yeah. Printer. So we got everybody. You know, we may have missed two or three people because you can never get fifteen people together, sixteen people rather, in schedules. But we yeah, had our yeah. American meeting. women. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 We had done, yeah. Uh, uh, the uh, Savannah School of Art and Design (SCAD), uh Paula Wallace, the uh, the head of that, the founder of it, is a good fr- a sister friend. As a matter of fact, who has been supportive of us a number of times, and uh she is a matter of fact. Uh, made it possible for scat to do the design of the front and front and back of the book the inside of the, the cover the layout and all of that and uh so they also did some promotion for us too and we did a uh, a, a a pass the mic kind of thing with some of our with peachy Winbush folk who is the uh, mother of wiz khalifa the uh, the rap le- legend and uh mayor bottom uh, since so that's yeah, a video. I'm sorry. I I can't I can't remember I'm trying to remember. I think
1: Dolan uh, uh, Dolan was there. Dolan was there. Uh, Anika Noni Rose was there. Mm-hmm. I think those were the four who were on this uh, on this video it, it with us. There, yeah, it, it yeah. And then we had some SCAD students who read portions of the essays and it was it was mm-hmm. lovely. It was like a pre launch um, coming out party for us. I SCAD love was. that.
0: I love yeah. that. It, it will and, will, and what I you think, ladies have
1: it's on our website. Is not on the website? I will I will
2: tweet it or I will uh, social uh, media it, it uh, over and over so people can see it. It was really cool and it showed, I think, the life of the women. That's what I loved about that, uh, uh, that panel. It really showed the life of the women, uh, their individual personalities and what they brought to the table.
0: Indeed, and what you have, ladies, in meeting at the table is honestly Black Girl Magic on the page. What is your understanding of Black girl magic?
2: Hashtag work. All All Black girl magic is, it is, we do the work. We show up, we do the work, we come back after and clean up, we do the work. And I think in, in, the, in the sense of, I will tell you though, when I was telling you we were all getting together and all the Black women were working, there was a magic there, I have to admit. There is a spirit of sisterhood that brought this together. The fact that these women said yes, that they trusted us, that this was a small publisher, you know, I'm, I'm a, a small independent publisher, uh, that they trusted us to, to do to do what we said we were going to do. I think, uh, you know, my, I, my, one of my sisters used to say that uh, the choices were always between huh, do I get up and leave this mess or do I stay and do the work?
1: You know, it's no different than what we do, what Black women do every day when we go to work, when we take care of our families, when we do the work in our churches, when we do the work in our neighborhoods. You know, the women are there and, and most of the meetings you ever go to, they're the, they're the ones who are working. You know, there may be some men who are leading, but they're, they're working. For us, Black Girl Magic really started as Spelman because when you go to a college that's all women, that means that all the work is done by women. The leadership uh, skills you get, a woman is going to be in charge of everything when you go to Spelman College or a place like Spelman College. So the you know the president of the student body, student government association, I don't know, the president of the glee club, the president of I don't know the French club. Everything we have is is led by women. So mm-hmm. it really wasn't hard for us to um, you know sort of come out on the other side like this and say women can do this, and we were very fortunate that most of the people that worked on this book behind the scenes and the essays are women there were some folks who helped us like the scad folks most of them were women no they, um, women. We, uh, we they were women they were women that's right I,
2: we didn't have a man involved an african-american man until we handed it to the printer and that was paul coates at black uh, classic press and he is and he is a matter of fact is the person who encouraged us in the subtitle to have something uh, uh, when I told him what the subtitle was, he's always been a coach for me. He's been a, a mentor for me in publishing. Uh, and when I told him the subtitle, it did not. It was something like race. I think it was race, community, race, culture, and something culture. Else. And mm-hmm. this man, this African American man, said to me, "Well, sis," as he says, "Well, sis, you know, I can't imagine a book written by all black women that didn't include some mention of love." And I was like, Doug really?" And we, so we came back and we discussed and we discussed, and that's where the, the, uh, the community came in. The community, because again, for African-American women, community really does mean love. It really does. We do things with love.
1: Yeah, and community also means extended family. It means neighborhoods. It means all the people around us, because we, you know, we have so much love. Our love is not just for the people who live in our household. It really goes way beyond that. So that really is community.
0: Staying with the idea of, of black girl magic, it seems that we are in our renaissance, so to speak. Yes, Lord. What we've known yes. forever, yes. Yeah. the rest of the world is now exposed to, right. and it's being embraced by many. And for some folks, it's, it's a trigger as to like, what do you say to that? Well, you know what,
1: I'm looking at, all these Black women who are being appointed to positions that they, we were qualified for many years ago. And if I go back to my own career, when I left, when I retired from being executive editor of the Montgomery Advertiser, there were four Black women who were editors in the whole country at Daily Newspapers. When I left, there were three for a while. Now, just about every week, I see an appointment of a Black female who's being appointed to some Senior role in journalism, whether it's MSNBC or the Indianapolis Star, you know, all over the place. Black women are leaders. You know, our our Spelman uh, alumna friend, Roz Brewer, was just appointed CEO of Walgreens, the the only African American female uh, Fortune five hundred CEO, and just you know, some of the women who are being appointed to these um, diversity and inclusion vice president, which me, vice president positions which means they have the power to bring other people along and that's really the important thing are you going to just be in it for yourself are you going to bring others along and I really think like Shirley Chisholm says if they don't you know if they don't have a seat for you at the table bring a folding chair bring your own chair you know just pull up a chair uh, and bring somebody else along absolutely in fact I put that as the opening statement in my memoir Uh, because it meant so much to me. Because I felt like I've done that in my career and I really want to be sure that other people remember that that's important to pull up a chair and bring some others. And we've done a little of that even in this book, especially for some of the women who had not written books before or had not been writers before. They are so excited.
0: My guests are Tina McElroy-Anza and Wanda Lloyd, editors of the new book, Meeting at the Table. When we come back, I'll ask about leadership and what women and men can learn from these essays. This is Perspectives on News 95.5 WSB. Perspectives is a community and public affairs program crafted with you in mind. If there's a guest you'd like to hear interviewed or a perspective you think should be explored, let me know. If you're old school, just write me. 1601 West Peachtree Street, Northeast, Atlanta, Georgia 30309. Or message me via social media. I'm Condis Presley on Facebook, Condo29 on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Be sure to listen again next week at this very same time as we examine another perspective.